Hi, I'm Eddie Brochin. This week, we're keeping it simple by staying right here in central Indiana. We're going to find out what lurks beneath our local rivers and waterways right here on Ultimate Outdoors. running out like a big fish, man. Okay, well we're just now ready to pull in here to one of my favorite state parks to go uh, catch us some little green sunfish, which is like the preferred bait fish for the flathead catfish. It's like candy to them. Okay, all we gotta do now is catch a bunch of bait and keep it fresh and lively. Lively being the key. When we gather our bait today, we're gonna put it into a small bucket with an aerator, transfer it here to my cooler, and then from my cooler, we'll transport it to my house and get all the fish, the bait fish, into my bait tank. I got a 100-gallon bait tank at the house. That's where the bait will stay fresh throughout the entire afternoon and be ready to go for, for tonight's adventure, okay? Gotta keep the bait fresh and lively. good thing. Uh, we're on our way back to the house now to get it taken care of, put all the bait inside the live well, and uh, then we can concentrate on getting everything else ready. 
gonna be a little chilly tonight, so we're gonna put on a little extra something there to keep us warm because the temperature has dropped quite a bit. Are you ready, Alex? Let's load up the bait. Plenty of bait, man. My adrenaline had begun to flow as we were now within minutes of being on the White River. The weather conditions were favorable and the opportunity to catch a trophy flathead catfish was now within reach. We hooked him in two and a half foot of water on a big live green sunfish, man, and he's just running out like he's it's a big fish, man. This is a big one, man. I, I've had him on for about 10 minutes already, and he's he's nowhere near ready. Oh, this is a big one, guys. This is what we came here for, right here. All right, just before the break there, you saw me hook up on that big flathead. Well, it took me 45 minutes to get the fish to the bank. But in that time, we failed to notice that the uh, batteries were running low on the camera. So we were unable to get the landing of the fish on tape. It's disappointing. Uh, it was a huge fish. We did land the fish. Uh, my first mate, Alex, he got all mad and he wouldn't be taken back to the ramp. So I took him back to the ramp, but I'm not discouraged. I've changed locations now. I'm sitting below the dam instead of above the dam and we're going to get into some deep holes there where these bigger fish tend to stay year round so i think we can catch some more now before i go up there though i wanted to make sure i got my safety system because uh, fishing below dams are dangerous and i've got this safety system designed by mark sills it's called the ultimate anchor management system and basically all it is is a, is a system of knots so that my anchor rope never touches the boat if that water level begins to rise which it will tonight because all that rain we had that uh, rope may get to the point where it's too tight and, and the boat may start taking on water. All I've got to do is pull this cord and release that tension and then it buys me some time to decide whether or not I need to move or just keep feeding some more slack to the uh, anchor line. So let's go ahead and get started up there. I, you know, safety's always got to come first and I just wanted to share that with you before we head up there below that dam because it's awfully noisy up there and I may not be able to explain that to you once we start fishing. Okay, we should sit right here 
And if anything should happen, if I get myself into trouble, if this water begins to rise, I'm just gonna pull this line real fast and that releases the anchor. It gives me more slack. Well, I knew the odds were against me, for after a full night of flathead fishing, all we had left were smaller baits. And the typical rule of thumb is small bait equals small fish, big baits equal big fish. And at this time, all we had to expect was smaller fish. an hour later, I had hooked into a really nice fish. I thought it was a flathead, but it just turned out to be a nice channel cat. So at this point, I decided to turn him loose and conserve my energy for the following morning's carp fishing adventure. The following morning, I headed to Westside Bait and Tackle. Hey, Eddie. Nice to see you again, buddy. You too, Appreciate man. you coming in. This is a pretty simple little system right here, and usually what I do is I'll lay it on the rod rack, which we're laying on here, flip the lever up, your line's gonna run free off the bait runner. Thread it real quick. This is a simple rig that I think anybody can do, and it just takes a few minutes to learn it. Okay. And I'll tell you what, it's had just great results. I've just learned this system a few years ago myself. I start with a line stop or a float stop, as many people around here are familiar with. Yep. We put on the stop. And we go about a foot and a half to two foot up the line. This is called a feeder weight. I'm going to get back to it here in a few minutes, why it's got all the bumps on it. And um, this weighs about just under two ounces. And here's something you will not see in the American market that I think is uh, long overdue is a rubber bead. Uh, we've always been more accustomed to plastic beads here plastic. in the U.S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the rubber bead makes all the sense in the world. It protects the knot. Um, against the metal of the swivel. Sure. The next thing is, this is a pre-tied hair rig. This is a company called Wacker. They have them pre-tied. They're about two for five bucks. Pretty reasonable rig. Good Japanese steel in the hook. Swivel is rated at 80 pounds with a 30 pound braid. I go in, I just put a quick simple knot. You know, you can use any knots you're going to do. Uh, I've been accustomed to the old um, improved fisherman's knot, but and it seems to work. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. The next thing we're going to come to is the baiting needle. We can put any type of bait we want to fish with on this baiting needle. These yellow pieces of corn here are buoyant. They are going to lift your bait up. What I'm going to start with is this yellow piece of corn first. This is a piece of plastic rubber. I'm going to put on a piece of real corn that's flavored. I'm going to take this hair rig, and I got that loop right there. I'm going to hook it on that little barb. I'm going to push this up, and I'm onto the string now. I got you. Now, but I have to figure a way to make it stop and not come off the string. Right. That's where I go into here. Now, oh, I see. I got the hole. 
I put this little piece of plastic through here, I push down on it, and then I clip this off. Okay. And that's your bait. So you just clip that off with anything, scissors, knives, Yes. Okay, great. Um, what kind of bait we're using here today? Well, what I decided to do here was pack up a little bit of pack bait, and I wanted to show you just what pack bait is. This is one type right here. We mix this with a cream corn. Uh -huh. This is a pre-mixed one that never goes bad. It's got a, a basis of uh, molasses in it and caro syrup. Okay. So after I take the, uh, the bait as it is, This is what will happen on your line when your line gets pulled through. Okay, I take the bait, I pack it around this sinker, oh, okay. and that's where the grooves and the yeah, holes sure. on there are going to come in handy. So that's just kind of like a chum. That's this a chum. is a chum, but the nice thing about this chum is that we're going to be able to cast it out into a location with these type of rods up to 75, 80 yards out from oh, the shoreline. Okay, sure. And when you're fishing from shoreline, Eddie, you have to increase your odds on available space. If you can only get 50 yards out, you're leaving a lot of space out there unused. Right. Well, after I pack the ball around the weight, I put the hook on the outside of the pile. And the bait is hanging off the edge. After you cast it out, this is what you'll see. So that's what it's going to look like when it's sitting out in the water. In the lake, this is, there's going to be a pile of food around with one nice, big, appetizing morsel of corn. And that's the one you're looking to pick them up on. Floating up okay. above the bait. You see how it elevates above the sure, bait? Sure. Well, let's see if we can't put uh, some of this uh, advanced technology to good work this afternoon. See if I can't catch me a good carp. All right, I think you will. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. We'll go ahead and get some of this stuff wrapped up and right. packed up, and we'll head down the road. We're on our way down to southern Indiana to uh, meet up with Rick Slinker, who's a two-time national carp tournament trail champion. He's at a private lake here in southern Indiana that's supposedly just full of monstrous carp. So we're going to go down there today and see if we can't hook into one. I got here earlier this morning, seen a few crashing here on the bank, so I throwed a little bit of bait out. They're working on the bait. Get some more rods out there, get you in the water. Okay, man, this is my turn, man. Uh, I've, I've been hey, trying I'm to ready. catch one of these I'm big ready. ones for a long time, so I'm ready. I'll go ahead and get my stuff and I'll meet you down there. All right, okay. Man. All right, it's my turn. I'm gonna catch a giant carp today, Rick. I just know it. So what we're gonna do is Give a little four season flavor. Okay. A little flavor. Carp's kind of got a sweet tooth.
first one. There's my first one. Okay, it's a nice one. Beautiful carp. I don't want to damage him. He's been out of the water for a while and he put up a good fight. So we're going to go ahead and release this one and I'm coming back for the other one. I'm very happy now. <laughs> it seems like uh, uh, after all the hard work, it's finally paid off, man. caught a couple of really nice carp here off the bank uh, using this type of uh, uh, state-of-the-art bank fishing equipment so I'm pretty excited about that Brian Calvert and Justin Jett which are two of our pro staff members are sitting up on the St. Joe River there in northern Indiana right now as we speak doing the exact same thing I hope they're having as much luck as we are let's head up there right now take a quick peek and then we'll come back here and do a little bit more fishing here in uh, southern Indiana switching over to catfishing now uh, the sun's getting ready to go down so I think that the uh, big flatheads will be moving here pretty soon and they're a nocturnal species so as soon as that sun starts to go down we should get some strikes and I'm hoping to catch something something enormous anything over 30 pounds I'll be happy now, typically you can avoid catching the smaller ones if you'll put a good fillet and size bluegill on there keep the small ones off the line. Boy, he's lively. Look at that. He is really lively. He should do the trick. He's worth about a 40 pounder. It takes a while to get these guys in. There's no horse in these guys. Oh man, I got another fish. Oh, I got him. 
just before the break, I had landed a nice flathead when I realized I was getting another strike. I managed to set the hook on another nice fish. The term for this experience is what we call having caught a brace, which literally means having caught two large trophy fish at one time. Because I got another one on right here. Oh, oh yeah, he's on. Yeah, this one's not that big, folks. It's not as big as the last one I did. Oh. Another nice flathead. Flatheads. Right here in southern Indiana. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ultimate Outdoors TV. I hope you enjoyed the show. Now remember that big carp and big catfish are available to just about anybody anywhere in the world. So we hope that some of the basic techniques we shared with you today will help you be more successful when you're out on the water or on the bank. So I'm Eddie Brochin. We'll see you next time.